And of course, don't forget the process of elimination in this competition, pinfall, submission, or count on. It takes a certain kind of man to scratch, claw, and climb his way to the very top of the mountain. spent speaking truth to power. This is Alan John's Ring of Tyranny. We are formed upon like no other and no one can break what we have created. <laughs> you don't laugh at the misfortunes of billionaires. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ring of Tyranny. I am Alan Johns, your host, ex CEO slash Emperor of the Data Fight Media Network slash Empire, which was, of course, burned to the ground by the space alien that uh, pretended to be a skinhead and led an insurgent group up against me of rival truth tellers. Whatever that means. Data fight is long gone, ladies and gentlemen, and like I said, a space alien is the cause, and uh, when he revealed himself to me, he stole my voice. Now, this was two and a half years ago, about half a year ago. I got the voice back, and my wife and I discussed it, and we decided I could return to broadcasting, because I got it in my bones. I've got it in my blood. I'm a born broadcaster, a third-generation broadcaster, first-generation podcaster, and, uh... We just decided it would be best to stay away from the truth-telling, to stay away from the politics and the grind of it all, uh, just in case it might bring Skinner back, because Skinner, uh, the space alien, uh, heard our show in outer space and apparently disliked it so much that he felt it his prerogative to come down to Earth and uh, harass me and steal my voice and ruin my show. But now I've got a new show, and that's the show you're listening. And uh, this show is, of course, Ring of Tyranny. So come on in uh, and uh, make yourself at home at Ring of Tyranny on the Twitter. And uh, you can email us at ringoftyranny at gmail.com. That's R-I-N-G-O-F-T-Y-R-A-N-N-Y at gmail.com. And you can send us some emails. You guys have been sending in some emails. We really appreciate it. We appreciate the criticisms, the comments. Uh, um, you know, maybe there's a few uh, coming in, uh, like I kind of mentioned uh, in, in the past couple episodes of uh, some Skinner imitations, uh, people pretending to be um, a space alien that once pretended to be a skinhead, and uh, you're sending those in to Gmail, and I'm sure you think they're very funny, uh, quote-unquote trolling uh, the show, as the kids call it, yeah. Well, um, you know, that's fine. Um, I, I personally might consider that uh, kind of a waste of time. Uh, personally think maybe you could be doing anything other than that with your time. Um, and personally would have to question why uh, someone would want to send in antagonizing emails pretending to be a space alien that once pretended to be a skinhead. I mean, there's so many other things out there that you could pretend to be, or at least things that pretended to be something that you could pretend to be that are better than a space alien that pretended to be a skinhead. So maybe next time, instead of pretending to be a space alien that once pretended to be a skinhead, you can find someone that you want to pretend to be that even themselves might have pretended to be something at least a little better than that. It's a pretty low bar, so I think it can be done, and I hope it is, and I hope you stop sending in those 
silly emails because they're a waste of time, and uh, nobody here at Ring of Tyranny Studios appreciates it. Nobody's laughing. Um, I shouldn't even really bring them up anymore, and this is the last lip service I'm going to pay to the Skinner imitators because they're just, uh, you know, they're just haters pretending to be a space alien that once pretended to be a skinhead. Anyway, um... This is pretty crazy week of wrestling, huh? So I had to, uh, I already updated you guys on the last two episodes of Impact. I had to delay the show last week, um, so that I could watch Impact, so that I could review it for you and cover it for you, because I know you're coming here to me, um, for, for the best in coverage for the angles. You know, as an ex-truth teller, uh, occupying what is now a truth-telling-free zone, uh, when I apply my knowledge of, uh, the inner workings of government and structures of power and oligarchies and monarchies, monopolies, um, all, all kinds of lees. Uh, when you apply that to the current sphere of professional wrestling, well, my, it is a dip, a deep dish indeed. It is a savory bite, uh, a few savory bites for wanting to savor and explore. And we're going to do a little bit of that. So, um, as, uh, began last week, we have a new segment with the, uh, executive producer, uh, Bernie Presido, who works tirelessly to produce this show. He, of course, has a movie review segment coming up in, in just a sec here, but his, uh, his brother, Donnie Presido, now has a music review segment, uh, that's gonna be, uh, closer to the end of the show, and what, uh, what I was, uh, talking about a second ago, well, there's gonna be, a, an even newer segment than both of those, and that's gonna be hashtag rest conspiracies, um, you know, uh, we're gonna just kind of apply some of that truth-telling knowledge that I gained over the decade that Data Fight, uh, was expanding, and we're gonna apply that to what's going on in the WWE, you, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of dark an- angles, and, uh, we'll put it up on Twitter, hashtag WrestleSpiracies, I, uh, have been looking at Twitter, my daughter, uh, bless her, showed me how to use the Twitter, and I've been following all kinds of wrestling accounts, which is kind of nice, because what you can depend on with the wrestling accounts is, uh, about, uh, only 1% of the tweets I read have anything to do with politics or people's multiple versions of truth-telling, whatever that could possibly mean. Anyway, um, here's the new, uh, movie review segment of Ring of Tyranny. Uh, please enjoy this new segment of Bernie's, uh, Flick Picks. Thanks, Alan. And welcome, everyone, to Bernie's Pick Flicks. This week on the show, we're gonna review the 2012 French film starring Ava Mendez, uh... Kylie Minogue and Denny Levant, the Leos Carax, I think that's how you say it, directed, and I believe also he wrote this movie, Holy Motors. Uh, this movie is kind of a montage of different segments. It's a little hard to explain. It's a, it's a little on the artsy side of film. Uh, Denny Levant, who is... Of course, one of Leos Carax's favorite subjects. I mean, he's in most of the guy's movies that I've seen anyway. Uh, he rides around in a limo to different scenes. Uh, it's kind of a sister movie to the uh, maybe also 2012 David Cronenberg directed Robert Pattinson acted film Cosmopolis The Don DeLillo adaptation. 
And, uh, you know, it's similar to that movie where Robert Pattinson, of course, of uh, Twilight fame, goes to these different scenes with the limo. Danny Levant in Holy Motors goes to different scenes, and sometimes he's putting on makeup like at one, one point he's a troll man that eats flowers and smokes cigarettes, and he steals Ava Mendez and takes her into the underground labyrinth of sewer tunnels where he lives underneath, I assume, Paris. It's worth a watch for sure. I saw it on Pluto TV, so get your Pluto TV, watch your holy motors. Stay tuned for my brother Ding Dong Donnie segment, and uh, please, won't you celebrate with me? Uh, our last episode, episode 17, was completely Skinner-free. Back to you, Alan. Well, thank you, Bertie, for that review of the 2012 film, uh, Holy Motors. I have seen the film, actually. Uh, my wife and I watched it, um, and yeah, I, I'd say it's the weirdest son of a gun I ever saw in my life, but but I wouldn't say uh, that necessarily means I didn't enjoy it. I, I did definitely enjoy pieces of it, even though I was quite confused throughout. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if you're hearing little bleeps and blops and sound effects and drums and things uh, banging around on the show, well, that is the algorithm that our executive producer, uh, Bernie Presido, whom you just heard from, uh, worked tirelessly to put together to counteract uh, the invasive, I call it audio graffiti, of the space alien Skinner, who is apparently listening to our show from outer space, and... Uh, interfering here and there as he can with his particular waves and whatnot. Of course, we are doubling the length of the show. Uh, our first episode, uh, Test Run, was last week, and I think it went pretty well. I hope none of you were too bored. But um, if, if you're new to the show, we are currently expanding from a, like a, a Seinfeld Big Bang Theory 20... 22 to 25 minute length to more of a, a longer, um, you know, CSI, Miami, Law and Order, uh, 42 to 45 minutes. So if that's too long for you once a week, well, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to say, um, but I hope you decide to stay in the end anyway. Uh, so we're going to have... Uh, little, uh, new little bumper songs between our segments, um, as I told you, the WrestleSpiracy segment is coming up later in the show, as is the, uh, Donnie Presido music review segment, I believe it's called, uh, Donnie's Unsane Picks, is that right? Yeah, well, you know, and perhaps in the coming weeks, um, feel this out. We'll see how much interference Skinner decides to play around with over the show or whether he'll let a man, uh, do his work, um, and let a man focus and not have to deal with that outside influence. So, um, the first segment here, and we're going to have a little bumper, uh, let's get in the ring. <laughs> Okay, folks, welcome to the ring. Welcome to the ring, loyal listeners. This is the segment where we cover the previous week that was wrestling and sports entertainment. We're going to talk MLW Fusion. We're going to talk, uh, well, we already covered Impact, so we're not going to talk about Impact. But we got a lot to talk about. The Royal Rumble happened on Sunday. Today, of course, is Thursday, January 31st, the last day of the month, and the Ring of Tyranny crew is trying to decide what we're going to do as a group. Uh, to commemorate uh, 
this month, this chance, this chance. I'm going to drink a lot more water. I'll tell you, that's my plan. Anyway, on to the wrestling. MLW Fusion came to you last Friday. So Friday, I believe this was the last episode that was taped in Miami. We got a few matches leading up to Super Fight in Philadelphia this coming Saturday in two days, February 2nd. That's going to be on uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, I believe, on BN Sports. Catch that if you can. I'm not going to be able to catch it live, so I'm going to have to um, catch up the next day, I suppose. But I'll figure out something, because MLW, uh, folks, this already is my AEW, and I'm fully 100% behind it. I'm going to hereby name it the flagship show of Ring of Tyranny. And this episode, most of the episodes are so great. This one was no exception. Uh, they all kind of have their own identities, don't they? We started off with Cotto Brazil returning to the ring. He's wearing an eye patch. Uh, he's alleging that Ricky Martinez of Promociones Dorado hit him in the face with a champagne bottle, and that's why he has to wear the eye patch. No one, there is apparently no video evidence of this, and it did make sense to me, which was nice, of why Ricky Martinez came to the ring last week wearing an eye patch that he removed and didn't seem to actually serve any sort of purpose or function. Well, the purpose or function of the eye patch that Ricky Martinez wore to the ring last week was to make fun of Cotto Brazil, whose eye is apparently actually injured uh, by the hands of Ricky Martinez holding a champagne bottle. The next match was uh, an Ace Romero versus Barrington Hughes super heavyweight match. These are big guys, big dudes. Uh, the ring was shaken, and they put on a little bit of a match before Colonel Robert Parker decided the Dirty Blondes needed to make themselves known and go out there and interfere in the in the match. So the Dirty Blondes come out, and basically Ace Romero and Barrington Hughes kind of team up against them. Barrington Hughes uh, immediately... As he said last week, he doesn't like bullies. And for them to come in and interfere and kind of bully the, the super heavyweights around while they're trying to have a match, well, they sort of teamed up against the Dirty Blondes, and they took the Dirty Blondes out. And it looks like we have a new super heavyweight tag team of Barrington Hughes and Ace Romero. So I wonder what they're going to call themselves. I really hope they find some matching gear. That would be great. That would be a good time. Uh, they've definitely got a unique look and a unique thing going for them. We had a... Uh, we had a little video promo. I guess you could call it a promo with Teddy Hart and Brian Pillman. Well, it's definitely a promo. They're they're talking trash about the uh, Lucha Brothers. Uh, Teddy said they're not scary, hiding behind their masks. Teddy and Brian were petting uh, cats that all had blue eyes. And Teddy said, uh, we're his companions. He said, you're dealing with the king of the jungle, and these cats are my companions, and they keep demons away. And then Brian Pillman drank a muscle milk, really fast, and they were just kind of clowning around, filming the cats, running around, yelling things. It was a good time. Uh, check that out. Never want to miss a Teddy Hart promo, especially the ones featuring Brian, Brian Pillman Jr. These are future classics, folks, so get on it. Get get with the program. After that, we had a Sammy promo. Sammy, of course, is upset because he failed to take out Filthy Tom Lawler, so Selena De La Renta and Promociones Dorado uh, are saying that they don't need his services anymore. They're not going to pay him anymore. They don't want him to do anything else for Promociones Dorado that they would have to pay him for, and Sammy is upset about that because the man wants to make his money, as he has made perfectly clear. He's willing to go to pretty far great lengths to do it, to get it, to stack that paper and get the job done. So 
oh, he's really mad, and that's basically what he says in the video. And then we had a low-key promo, low-key addressing filthy Tom Lawler. These two are going to have a match for the MLW Heavyweight Championship this uh, Saturday at Super Fight in Philadelphia. And... Loki told Filthy Tom Lawler he's got his number, the usual thing. I think this is going to be a great match. Without a doubt, these two are kind of rough and tumble. I, I wonder if they're going to let each other kind of lay it in. So, they're, you know, I wonder how if there are going to be any actual punches and kicks going on here because both these guys like to, like to punch and kick, and uh, here and there they like to lay it in from what I understand. I mean, maybe these are just rumors, hashtag WrestleSpiracies. Who am I to say? But but it's out there. So ending this episode of uh, MLW Fusion was a match between Sammy Callahan and L.A. Park. L.A. Park is kind of, in my opinion, the Randy Orton right now of MLW Fusion. Um, he's one of what, what's the deal? There's like four or five L.A. Parks. There's like L.A. Park, La Parca. Uh, hijo de L.A. Park. I don't know. I've, I've been seeing this around. There's a, I, I, I believe L.A. Park, this L.A. Park that was on the show is the only L.A. Park on MLW Fusion, though. I've seen him a couple times. And so he and Sammy Callahan basically have a no-holds-barred, extreme rules, pins, pinfalls count anywhere match, and it went all over the place. They went all over. Uh, Sammy Callahan hit La L.A. Park in the throat with a tiny parking cone. He hit him in the head with a beer. Uh, L.A. Park uh, was slapping Sammy Callahan's chest, and he told Sammy Callahan to take off his weird vest that he that he wears that, that has his uh, Twitter handle on it. Uh, ha what is it? Hashtag the draw. And Sammy Callahan kind of took it off in defiance, and he was already bleeding on the chest from uh, LaParca's huge, heavy slaps. And uh, uh, LaParca goes ahead and slaps him a few more times on his bare chest, and it looked awful. And then they're all, they're just kind of going all through the arena, and the cameras are following. And like I said, uh, the past few tapings at this arena, which I believe is a Scottish Rite temple in Miami, I think I saw the front of the building in one of the shots, and it said the uh, Scottish Rite temple and i believe that's where they are i know they're in miami and so they're fighting all over this building which is really cool like i said last week the architecture on this place is really neat really interesting you're not gonna see like anything like that in like a wwe setting it's gonna be some huge stadium and, and the roh dojo whatever you call it the ring is is the way it is but mlw fusion kind of goes to these different locations is what i'm saying and it's kind of interesting and i'm uh, excited to see where they go next and whether the architecture there has any kind of is in the same ballpark because this the scottish right temple is cool sammy and la park are fighting amongst the pillars and then they make it back inside and there's uh chairs galore these are weird old 70s bar chairs kind of the four legs these are not the folding chairs of most wrestling shows and la parks throws five or six of them up in the ring and then he gets sammy back in the ring and sammy's Fighting back for a minute, but L.A. Park eventually... Oh, yeah, so what happens is the ref, who had a bunch of tattoos, I can't remember his name, he hurts his ankle, and he can't make the count for some reason because his ankle's broken. I think he even said it was broken, and then uh, eventually uh, L.A. Park... Uh, spears Sammy Callahan into four of those chairs, kind of set up like a little a little table, and they crash to the ground. Three count Sammy Callahan's 
uh, out of the match, out of out of business with with Promociones Dorado and uh, Selena De La Renta. There was a lot of spitting. Sammy Callahan kind of spit into his hand and wiped it on LA Park. He spit into his hand and wiped it on his head. He spit up into the air. I assume he meant to catch the spit in his mouth, and he missed. And uh, it was gross. It was definitely gross. It was it was disgusting. And I find myself regularly disgusted during Sammy Callahan matches, so no surprise there. On to the Royal Rumble. This happened Sunday after MLW Fusion. And the Royal Rumble, well, folks, I couldn't have been more off. And if I gave you any reason to doubt my truth telling abilities, well, I wouldn't blame you for thinking that, because I couldn't have been further off. We didn't have any faction formations, though maybe we're going to see the factions form that I described over the next couple months. It seems quite possible, actually. Uh, after Finn Balor lost to Brock Lesnar, what's really left for him to do on Raw? He should He should move over to SmackDown, where there would be the potential to form the new Balor Club. Who, who in the SmackDown roster would join this new Balor Club. Eric Rowan, of course, has joined the new uh, Daniel Bryan Club, but who would join the new Balor Club? We have AJ Styles, the Good Brothers. It's all very possible, isn't it? They're all there waiting on SmackDown. Maybe Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev could be new members of the Balor Club. Maybe it could be all this. I have to think that these things are going to happen because the Balor slash Bullet Club is something Vance has been holding in his pocket. It seems like a Hail Mary play that they're they're waiting to bust out if and only if it becomes necessary. I mean, we saw this busted out at uh, the Raw 25th, 30th anniversary episode. We saw a little bit of the Balor Club doing the two suites against the Revival when DX was out there, but this never happened. So if Finn Balor moves over to SmackDown, maybe we'll see it happen and we'll see the Balor Club come up against the new Daniel Bryan Club. And boy, oh boy, if Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper join Rowan and the new Daniel Bryan and the new Daniel Bryan Club while going up against the Balor Club on SmackDown, worth months of entertainment and uh, could be a great match on TV. And, you know, what's the Balor Club all about? They do the two sweet. They're, they're, they're all about wrestling, and they're going to want that legitimate belt back, or in their eyes, legitimate. I actually think the, the new Daniel Bryan's new belt is, is quite nice. And, well, let's get to it. So, the Royal Rumble, I, I was way off looking over my predictions here. I actually had Kofi Kingston winning the Royal Rumble, believe it or not. I think I was... O for O for O with these predictions. I think these predictions were terrible. I had Charlotte Flair winning the Women's Rumble. That didn't happen, of course. Ronda Rousey did beat Sasha Banks. I got there, but I, I even the Finn Balor. I thought Finn Balor was gonna win. Uh. I thought AJ Styles was going to be Daniel Bryan, and thank goodness he didn't, because if he had, we wouldn't have gotten that great belt on SmackDown this Tuesday. The Bar versus Miz and Shane, so I called that. That was right. Rusev versus Nakamura, I called that. That was right. Nakamura won the belt, uh, or, or he retained the belt at Royal Rumble. And uh, I had Becky Lynch going over Asuka, so I, I did horrible. I think I got two. I got three of these right, and that's terrible. Uh, that's terrible if someone was to take a snippet and try to demonstrate whether I had good uh, truth-telling, uh, truth-sniffing abilities. You're gonna not, now I'm gonna come up with ideas. Maybe I'm just a little. Maybe I'm just a little ahead of my time, though. So, you know. 
I half enjoyed the pay-per-view, the Royal Rumble. A lot of people enjoyed it. I, uh, well, so we had good matches, uh, really good matches. Asuka versus Becky Lynch was a great match. I was really happy that Asuka won, and, you know, maybe she's not going to hold on to it forever, but it gives her a little bit more substantial, you know, after winning those, losing those matches over James Ellsworth and masks and, Oh, it was just such a silly time last year, but now we're getting serious. Uh, now, Becky Lynch, after her loss from Asuka, Lana on her way out to the Women's Rumble, uh, her knee gave out. I don't really know what happened there, but or someone kicked, uh, someone took her out, right? Or was that Nia Jax? Well, anyway, uh, Becky's coming out, and Lana's not going to make it into the match, so she tells Fifth Finley to let her in the match, and Fifth Finley lets her in the match, and she wins. This was a big moment for everyone. I still think Becky Lynch is a bully. She turned on her friend. She had a temper tantrum and she turned on her friend who did something Becky Lynch herself would have done and everybody cheered her for it and they're calling her the new Stone Cold but I don't see any beer drinking or truck driving or a finger flipping so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna hold it anyway. I don't like the new new things. Becky Lynch is Becky Lynch and she's really She's carving a niche for herself, I will give her that. So, she won the Rumble. It was a very inspiring moment for most wrestling fans, apparently. And in, uh, after that, we had The Miz and Shane versus The Bar. It was a pretty good match. Shane uh, McMahon is out of his mind, and he proved it once again. And they won the titles, and everyone's happy. Uh, I thought it was a fun match, but... Maybe didn't necessarily need to be on the preview, although Shane's performance was definitely preview-worthy, but maybe they could have saved it, if possible, for fast lane or elimination, you know, whatever's coming up. Anyway, uh, after that, we had the Finn Balor and Brock Lesnar match, which, uh, hilariously, I thought Finn Balor might win. He, of course, did not. Brock uh, reasserted his authority as the beast of WWE, and all of us are... Just wondering when the heck someone's going to get that dang belt off of him. As Vince said two weeks ago, get her done, Seth. Go and get her done. Seth was the winner of the men's rumble. I really, I thought this men's rumble was okay. I was really disappointed with some of the, the Kofi. Kofi's spots were both a little shaky. There were, I don't, I really enjoyed last year's Rumble, and retroactively now that we've seen R-Truth win the belt on SmackDown, the U.S. title, uh, the Nia Jax interference is a little better, but I was actually not a huge fan because she took out R-Truth, who had deserved the chance to be in the Rumble, and I am a fan of Nia Jax, but if she keeps acting like this, well, I tell you what, that, that action figure might be going in the closet for a little while. We had uh, Seth won the Rumble over Drew, over everybody. Nia Jax came in at the end, and uh, she uh, knocked out Randy Orton and Rey Mysterio, and then she took a super kick to the face, and then she took a 619 to the face, and she took a, a RKO to the neck, and she was kicked out of the ring. I thought it was silly, uh, and it's fine, whatever, because R-Truth won his belt on Raw the next night. We went uh, through the Royal Rumble motions. We talked about the Rumble, and uh, what was the opening match here? So you had Seth and Dean again, and you had Seth, Triple H telling Seth he's great, and Dean saying... Buck the match, or do you have to ask your dad-in-law? And this is just really boring. And and uh, and afterwards, the news coming out of Dean 
asking for his release from his contract and not uh, being granted. Well, he is being granted. His re- he's going to get out of the company uh, after WrestleMania. It seemed like he was phoning it in already on this show. So I wonder if he's going to kick it up a notch. There's a WrestleSpiracy we're going to talk about in a little bit. Hashtag WrestleSpiracy between old Dean and uh, a guy that likes to spit, spitty everywhere, uh, Sammy Callahan. And in Raw... As it went on, uh, there were... uh, It was an okay Raw. Uh, We had uh, Ronda Rousey out there kind of complimenting Sasha Banks. It didn't really make a whole lot of sense, and the crowd started to turn against her and boo her. And honestly, she looked a little flustered, but I'm wondering. You really have to wonder about this, because I know that Ronda and Rowdy Roddy Piper were friends. And if Rowdy Piper was uh, talking to her about what can happen out there, she might understand that getting booed like this, I mean, I would think that she's such a fan of Roddy Piper, this might actually be a fun thing for her, but what do I know? Uh, It could be be fake, it could be real, Uh, maybe she's a way better actress than we realize, or maybe she really couldn't take the heat and kind of cracked. They definitely played it that way, and you have to wonder, with all the flubs lately, whether they're playing it that way in a lot of different places on these shows. So Rhonda gets flustered by the crowd booing her and calling for Becky and Bailey kind of comes out awkwardly and says, I will accept your challenge that I don't think Rhonda made uh, during the segment before Bailey came out. And then Bailey and Rhonda have a match and it's kind of shaky, kind of weird. And Bailey eventually gets panned and she's kind of shrugging as she leaves and apparently she flashed the four horsewomen fingers four fingers of the four horsewomen at Becky Lynch and flashed them back and Becky Lynch gets in the ring with Rousey and Rousey's all mad and she's screaming at Becky Lynch and Becky Lynch just kind of smiling back at her face keeping calm and it was a great segment and uh you know this is hopefully gonna lead to the main event at wrestlemania i agree with the wrestle cash nation out there hashtag wrestle cast nation uh i'm in agreement with them this would be a perfect main event for wrestlemania just book it just make it happen and build it up and who knows ronda could win uh becky could win it could go either way of course uh even with the news of ronda probably leaving after wrestlemania along with dean uh, who knows she you know she could win or maybe she'll lose and that would be who would take the torch Shayna Baszler that would already be the end of the four horsewomen angle but if Ronda Rousey's gonna leave the company after Wrestlemania well you might as well take advantage of the four horsewomen angle opportunity that you have in front of you Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke just get them up there get her done like Vince said a couple weeks ago so, uh, also on Raw, uh, we had uh, Baron and Drew uh, beat up Kurt Angle, uh, the American hero, my American hero. I believe he should be your American hero, Kurt Angle. Baron Corbin had a match against Kurt Angle, and it went awry, and Kurt Angle found himself on the ground, and Baron Corbin uh, had some assistance from Drew, and Drew and Baron Corbin left the uh, match together, apparently. I don't know if this is going to be the, the twin, uh, the super tower Uh, tag team, what is this going to be? Who knows? But it's going to be a lot of slime, that's for sure, because these are two slimy individuals. So uh, Elias had a pretty good segment. He switched back to taunting and making fun of the audience, so I guess that's his thing now. SmackDown, uh, 
was great. R-Truth won a match against uh, Shinsuke Nakamura for the U.S. title, and I am very happy. Okay, quick. Ron Killings, uh, TNA legend. That was always great stuff. He's great with gold dust and WWE. I mean, Ron Killings is a legend, and he deserves to have a belt, and I'm glad to see he got a belt. Now, it was kind of a screwy, screwjob finish. Hashtag WrestleSpiracies was uh, Shinsuke in on this. Was that a re this like a repeat of the Bret Hart kind of messing around with his contract, kind of kind of hinting at Vince that he's going to leave and take the belt with him, and he's not going to let someone pin him before he leaves, and Vince screws him over the famous Montreal screwjob. I don't know if this was that kind of situation where maybe Shinsuke is looking at other options, looking at AEW, looking at leaving the WWE, uh, but they played it off. I mean, was this... Uh, you, it's another example of it possibly being them doing a flub on purpose, and playing it off so if that's what they're doing it's fantastic it's working it's meta it's great stuff so shinsuke lost the belt to r-truth r-truth is your new u.s champion and immediately rusev comes out and challenges him for the championship rusev loses his match as well r-truth is definitely your u.s champion he beat the entire uh competition field for the title in one night and then the good brothers uh gallows and anderson they show up and they say uh, because Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura beat up R-Truth undeserved, it was uncalled for, and the Good Brothers come up and say as much, and then they have a match next week. Tag team match Shinsuke and Rusev versus Gallows and Anderson. That should be good to watch. They you kind of... The way things are going, Gallows and Anderson are probably going to lose, but I hope not. They're, let's keep out hope. If they're going... Let's say this, hashtag WrestleSpiracies. If Gallows and Anderson don't get pinned and they go, they beat Shinsuke and Rusev, well, there might be a little uh, spark there to my theory about the Balor Club formation uh, hinging on whether Finn Balor makes his way over to SmackDown or not. So, uh, Becky Lynch is still a bully. Uh, Charlotte came out to say, like, you're acting this way. And Becky, she asked her a couple questions, but, you know, you owe your success to me, Becky. And Becky punched her in the face, which, even if you don't agree with what Charlotte was saying, like, you don't have to punch her in the face. She kind of walks away, thinks she's going to get away, and for whatever reason, she thinks she's going to walk out of there, and Charlotte's not going to beat her up. Charlotte does, and Becky's limping again, and she gets in her Escalade and gets out of there. And, uh, you know, it was stone cold-ish, but she's hurt. She's really, she's hurt, apparently. She says she's not going to get any help for the hurt uh, leg. She is not, apparently, uh, unwilling to do anything that may jeopardize her match with Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania, which, you know, as wrestling fans, obviously, we worry about, too. But if you let the leg get too... Uh, bad, Becky. Something really bad could happen to it, and you won't ever be able to wrestle again, so maybe you should just think about that. So Shane and Miz have a celebration of their title win while they beat the Usos, and then they have a celebration, and they played this strange video uh, where they're saying uh, the Miz's dad never said he was proud of him. That's why the Miz had to form the tag team. I mean, it seems ridiculous. I, I don't know what he's talking about. I saw his dad say he was proud of him like two years ago in a Miz episode of uh, whatever, what's that show? I can't remember the name of the show anyway. I've seen The Miz. The Miz's dad is pretty supportive from what I've seen. I, I don't really know what's going on here. Uh, the Miz's dad was happy as always, just kind of in the segment, and uh, Shane made a video, and 
you gotta wonder whether or not the Miz is just trolling here because this same this this video was like something out of Freddy Got Fingered. Maybe they're just using this as a step to some kind of storyline about Shane and Vince. I could see that happening. I could see them going for that, and maybe that wouldn't be so bad. That could be a good uh, vehicle to all kinds of interesting wrestling destinations within the WWE. So after this, we had the next segment, my favorite segment, Daniel Bryan and Rowan come to the ring. Rowan has the uh, Recycle logo and his uh, name, his Titan-drawn name flashing has the recycling symbol for an O, and that was quite good. And Rowan and uh, Daniel Bryan look like they're starting a, a rock band. They come out there with a bag, and Daniel Bryan says all this stuff. Uh, he, he has the championship belt. He says a cow named Daisy gave her life for the belt. The crowd chants, thank you, Daisy. And then... Um, he throws the belt in the trash, and the crowd chants, goodbye, Daisy. Now, I, I must have looked away. I didn't see him actually throw the belt in the trash. But anyway, I wondered if they had censored it for a second. But I saw a picture later, so I assume they didn't. Anyway, Eric Rowan, or just Rowan, I think it's Eric Rowan, pulls the new uh, world title out of the bag that Daniel Bryan has had made. He promised uh, about a month ago, or that he was going to have a sustainable version of the title made, and this is it. It's here, it's in the bag, and it is removed by Rowan and unveiled to the WWE Universe. And I did think it was a pretty cool-looking belt. It's made out of hemp. It's kind of got a tan, lighter color. Uh, it's The plates are made out of wood uh, from an oak that fell naturally. As Dan O'Brien said, I mean, that's guilt-free. That's about as good as it gets. And I actually think it's a pretty cool-looking belt. I mean, as, as a woodsman, as a man of the forest that goes on hikes and camps, and we, you know, really we live in the woods out here somewhere in Texas. Uh, I'd rather not be specific, but the, that belt, I think it looks pretty darn good, and I would actually, you know, maybe we're going to get some video going here soon. Big reveal, guys. Big reveal, folks. Maybe we're going to get some video going here pretty soon, but if we are, you know, that uh, that new WWE Championship, the hemp belt, the uh, Earth-friendly belt, the Planets Championship, uh, that could be a good replica to get to hang in the studio for the background. Anyway, um, I'm sensing here... You know, the WWE Universe boosts the, the belt. They're like, oh, it's crap. And uh, AJ Styles comes out and asks if uh, Daniel Bryan's been, been smoking the belt. And uh, Randy Orton's Mojo, Mustafa Ali, uh, well, who else was there? I, I can't remember. But five guys come out to the ring. And they're supposed to, you know, Triple H makes an announcement that they're all going to fight at the Elimination Chamber for the world title. So Daniel Bryan's in the match. Triple H looked mad. He's probably mad about the belt, about the controversy. Um, but I thought it was great. I think Daniel Bryan's great. Uh, people are going to realize soon enough that he's a face. And maybe by that time, Luke Harper and Bray Wyatt will have joined up with the new Daniel Bryan club. To go up against the Balor Club, uh, as I'm guessing, I wouldn't put money on it just yet. Anyway, guys, let's get to the music segment here. Uh, this is a new segment, uh, Donnie's Unsane Plex. Thank you, Alan Johns. Thank you very much. And welcome, knuckleheads, to Donnie's Unsane Picks, named after who I consider the greatest band of all time, Unsane. 
This is Donnie Presido, New York Hardcore for Life. Let's go. Let's talk about an album. What do you guys want to hear about? Lately, I've been listening to a CD called John Carpenter's Greatest Hits. And I think, like, you know, most people today are listening to rap beats and things like that. So a lot of that stuff seems like it's coming from John Carpenter. So why don't you go listen to some John Carpenter? I don't know if you listen to CDs anymore. Just download like a list of John Carpenter's best music. Put it in your iPod. Put it in your headphones. Bada bing, bada boom. Knucklehead no more. You're going to be loving the John Carpenter. This is Donnie Presido. Uh, thank you very much for having me. And back to you, Alan. What? That was it? That was, that was it. That was the music review segment, Donnie. Maybe I should start calling you Ding Dong Donnie. What's going on? It sounded like you were running or you're you're nervous or something. That was awful. Uh, John Carpenter's Greatest Hits. I mean, I would assume there's multiple collections of that. I'm a John Carpenter fan. There's a lot of music. Quite a few movies with a lot of music attached to each one. And I do believe he's been going on tour with his son and adding more music. So... Maybe you could be a little more specific next time. Get a little more into a deep dive. Uh, your brother, your brother vouched for you here. So, uh, well, uh, we'll we'll see what happens next week. But uh, you you basically you got one more chance. Anyway, we're gonna get on to the uh, Russell Spiracy segment here. <laughs> so that's hashtag WrestleSpiracies. Um, WrestleSpiracy at number one of this week is Dean Ambrose going to leave WWE and go to Impact or somewhere else where he can rejoin with Sammy Callahan, his old tag team partner from the Indies, uh, Sammy Callahan and John Moxley. Uh, is this the ultimate goal of Dean Ambrose? Only time will tell. <laughs> The only, uh, the other uh, WrestleSpiracy, uh, another one, is whether Ronda Rousey uh, has the secret wisdom of the late Roddy Piper. Did Roddy Piper give Rousey the secret wisdom of how to be the greatest heel of all time? Did Rousey Piper us on Monday and take us all for a ride, making us think that she's cracking under pressure when this was the plan all along? She wants to be an actress. She says she is. She has acted in movies. So should we trust Rousey? Or is this an ultimate plan of Vance and Rousey's? Because they know that the wrestling fans will never fully accept the MMA fighters over the wrestlers. The wrestlers that have worked so hard, they followed them. They followed them up the ladder. They would never just hand it over to an MMA superstar coming in, an outlander, an outlier coming in from out, an invader. But if they play it right, is Rousey channeling the energy, the heel, heel, bad guy energy of Rowdy Roddy Piper and riling up the crowd in a way that only he could? Because they were getting pretty mad the other night. Does Rousey have the secret heel knowledge to make their match the greatest of all time? <laughs> Uh, the the last WrestleSpiracy I want to talk about is something I I noticed when I was watching MLW Fusion, and it's simply whether L.A. Park, uh, the luchador, is in fact Joseph Park, uh, Abyss from TNA, who recently went to WWE because uh, he I I just thought it would be funny, but I don't think it is. Anyway, that's uh, it's pretty much the end of the show. We got the pod podcast awards of the week. So the pod champion of the week 
This this man has managed to win the title of Pod Champion of the Week uh, more than once already on Ring of Tyranny, which is only, we've only been giving these out a few times. We're going to try to make it weekly. But that goes to Dan O'Brien, uh, a champion that cares so much about uh, bringing dignity to his title that he dignifies it uh, with uh, materials that are not made of death. Uh, and that's important to him, and maybe we should respect it, maybe Maybe we should respect each other. Uh, uh, you know, it's a nice thing. And, uh, well, it wasn't so nice that he threw Daisy in the trash, I guess. Uh, honorable mention for the pod champion of the week, R-Truth. Well, good, good job, buddy. You deserve it. Really, he should probably be in, in that top slot. Maybe he will be soon enough if, if Daniel Bryan makes him mad enough. He did beat up our... They do have a history as much as Nakamura and R-Truth had a history. Daniel Bryan and R-Truth do too. That might be fun to watch. Anyway, uh, Pod Women's Champion of the Week. I'm going to give this a joint joint award to Ronda Rousey and Asuka. Asuka for retaining her title and managing to hide from TV and now uh, keep the thing safe, you know. And Ronda Rousey for uh, retaining her title as well. Sure Becky Lynch won the Royal Rumble, but she lost to Asuka. And Ronda Rousey uh, handling the crowd the way she did the other night. You might think it's a flop, but she's an actress pal. So maybe we need to be a little skeptical so at least we have something to talk about next week. Give us an email, Ring of Tyranny, R-I-N-G-O-F-T-Y-R-A-N-N-Y at gmail.com. Send us a tweet at Ring of Tyranny on the Twitter. And may your week be happy, healthy, and space alien free. Alan John's Ring of Tyranny was recorded at a secret location in Texas. Uh, we thank you very much for listening. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to email BerniePresido at gmail.com or 3HorsesRadio at gmail.com. That's number three. Uh, thank you again for listening. Come back. There's going to be more episodes. Uh, we'll probably have some t-shirts and maybe some mixtapes coming out. At some point, we'll figure out a way you can donate. Uh, keep this ad free. And uh, Alan wants you all to know he loves his little warriors. And... Uh, He wants you to keep fighting the good fight.